This is David Rhymes, and you're listening to Foot Notable, a podcast where we discover the truth is in the details. We're We've back. made it. We're back. To the end of the year. Yes, it's time. It is actually, as we record this, it is the first day of December, which means that if you haven't already begun to sanely celebrate Christmas, you can definitely do so you by can. now. You have permission now yeah. to take out the decorations, yeah. turn on the music, and enjoy the Christmas season. That's right. And speaking of music, i, I got to give a plug uh, to our yes. Christmas playlist here yes. at First Baptist. Uh, Pastor Jason Haynes did a great job of com- com- uh, compiling this. Uh, so you can go to Spotify and find it. It's called Songs of Merriment and Wonder. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing you'll find under that title. That's great. And you just give it the little heart and let it play. It's just a great great balance mix. Yeah, man. Right? You know, sometimes you get a, a Christmas playlist, and it's like skip, yeah. skip, if there's anything by Mariah Carey, right. I skip it. There is there is no I'll Mariah Carey. <laughs> there is no Mariah Carey. There is no Wham. Oh, so already uh, you know this playlist is a mm, winner. The Wham song is good once for me, like the whole yeah. season, and then I'm done. I'm good. Right. I'm Let's good. just get it out of the just way. Get it out of the way. I'm good. Friday yeah. afternoon after yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. and call it call it call it a season. Yeah. But it's Christmas time. Yeah, it is. it is. It doesn't look a lot like Christmas in our studio. No, it's. it doesn't feel like Christmas for sure. No, I was going to burn a Yule log, but there's no need to it's because hot it's right now. so hot in the so studio. So our building at First Baptist here is massive, and the heating and cooling system is, is a bit old. And so for the offices to be a, a, a bearable temperature, either heat or hot or cold, the rooms and the rest of the building are usually too hot or too cold, and today they're yeah. much too warm. So the temperatures are extreme. The higher up in the building you go, mm-hmm. uh, this particular section of the church has three stories. The studio is on the third floor. So either we are frigid yeah. or we're a furnace. Yeah. Now, the good thing about being cold is that you can put on a jacket. Yeah. Um, you know, I put a little <laughs> hat on my bald head. I'm, I'm good to go. But when it's hot. We're doing the podcast shirtless today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're losing subscribers Good left and right no right video. now. Yeah. yeah, we are not doing that. There, there are certain things that we won't do, uh, particularly in a Baptist church, uh, to, <laughs> to at least combat the heat. So we're just going to suffer through it. It may be the shortest episode we ever do. Well, Dave, before we progress progress any for, for further, i got to ask yeah, you. Yeah, we need to, we need yeah. to progress because yeah. we're starting to degress. I, I need to ask you what's wrong with your face. There's nothing wrong with my face. I don't even know what, what you're talking happened? about. You went on vacation last week, and you came back with this weird growth on your face. What's going There's on? There's nothing weird about this growth. <laughs> this is a very very nice uh, decorative addition to my otherwise handsome face. That's right. That's the only hair on your face. Is, is on, this on your is whole it. head is on your face. Like my eyebrows and this beard. <laughs> That's it. They are, they are towing the line when it comes to hair on my face. Well, it looks good. Because I can't I like grow it. it anywhere else. Right, right. It's, this is it. It, look, it, look, it, look, it looks it yeah, great. So I don't, it. It I don't shave on, on vacation. Right. But I don't ever have a long enough vacation to do anything. Sure. And so th- since we actually took like a proper vacation mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving, uh, I, I was out for Sunday, mm-hmm. which meant that I kind of had a, a few day run up yeah. uh, to kind of get started. And so by the time we got back, I mean, you know. It had grown uh, enough. You're it like, had grown enough. Like, yeah. this looks good. Yeah. Because you know, all beards have a weird face. Sure. And you have to get through the weird phase. Push through, yeah. Yep, you yeah, do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had a goatee for for a long time, 
and I've been clean shaven for for a couple of years now. That's good, man. You're doing so, a good job. Yeah. So now now we're now we're doing the. It'll keep you thing. warm for this Christmas. See exactly. Yeah. I I, I will be warm out there in the not so frigid <laughs> South Louisiana <laughs> weather. Uh, the one day of winter we have, which is probably yeah. today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got anyway. a freeze last night, and I'll be it for the year. So that'll yeah. be it. Yeah. yeah, we've had it. Well, it is Christmas time. It is. And for us, Orrin, we also have a little side holiday hustle. We do. That we celebrate. We do. Uh, not not in a serious way, but in a very fun way that is near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. And that is the alternative Christmas holiday of Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah, hey, so yes. you know it was coming. Yes, that's uh, right. So if you're rolling your eyes at this point in the podcast, why? Yeah, you know this is going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be a Seinfeld reference Every time. And so this is the time of year when we get to talk about Festivus every week until after the Christmas season is over with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is that the only Christmas episode is at Christmas um, when George decides to give away the, I, you know, I think, the human fun cards. Yeah, last season of the series. Yeah, I think that was they, the only Christmas touch, reference. Touch on Christmas. And George's father, um, Frank... Uh, did not celebrate Christmas, traditional Christmas, um, because he had become so disillusioned with the holiday and its commercialism and materialism. Yes. And so he created a new holiday called Festivus. And it's, it's an appropriate holiday for 2020 because we've basically been in, um, you know, the airing of grievances <laughs> since probably about late February. There, there are You're three. celebrating Festivus whether you know it or not. <laughs> That's exactly right. There are three aspects to it, three pillars of the uh, Festivus holiday. There's the uh, the Festivus pole, which is basically just an aluminum it's pole. aluminum pole. Um, and then there are two uh, ob- observances, the airing of grievances and the feats of strength. And um, it's a time when they stand around the table and they tell everybody how they've let them down over the course of this past year. And then Festivus is over when George can wrestle his father to the floor, yeah. and, uh, which is always, a, I'm sure, a hilarious moment. So um, happy Festivus, everyone. We'll talk more about it in the future. We will. For sure. But there's a lot of things that go on during this time of year. Mm-hmm. Speaking that, of grievances, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, we're not talking about our calendars and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those get kind of crazy as well. But people thoroughly enjoy Christmas seasons for a, lo- a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. There's the decorations. There's the, the music, some of the music at least, <laughs> as we've already alluded to. Uh, there's there's food and there's particular family traditions. Mm-hmm. And so typically this is a very joyous time for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but there's also a side of holidays, particularly Christmas, that for some are very difficult. It is. Yeah. Because uh, life happens mm-hmm. and holidays sort of amplifies some of the the pain, the grief, the loneliness that some folks experience. And so while we don't want to spend the next uh, few weeks just being, you know, Donald Downer. Scrooges. Yeah, on Christmas. And listen to to a series of melancholy episodes. Uh, We do want to address the fact that Christmas is not all fun and games for everyone. Mm But in Christ, we find this reason to celebrate. And so we're going to take the Advent season, and we're going to spend four weeks just talking about how Christ brings just our experiences that we go through, Mm -hmm. good, bad, and ugly, to this this new level and really kind of help us to get better perspective Mm -hmm. and focus 
So if Christmas is a difficult time for you, or maybe you have a friend, a family member mm-hmm. that you know is going to be struggling, this this is going to be something that we hope that you can also take yeah. and share with them. Yeah, so uh, today we're going to be looking at the advent of hope. Hope, yeah. So there, um, I, I was thinking about this today after I typed up the, the outline for the for the podcast. I, I was thinking, you know, when you whenever you come into this time of year, you're expected to be happy. Like people expect you to be happy. You expect yourself to be happy and joyful and just loving the Christmas season. But the reality is, if you talk to some people, many people, especially this year, some of them know they should be happy and joyful and joyous, but they don't feel like they are. And maybe if they're showing that on the outside, maybe on the inside, they're feeling something different. And so um, the holidays can be, as you said, very difficult for some people. And so hope fits into this. The Advent season, and we're talking more a little bit more specifically about Advent itself, but the Advent season has a, a sort of a backdrop of reality in that there's darkness in the world, but the light has also come to shine in the darkness, and that is in the person and work of Jesus, and Jesus comes to give hope. So no matter what you're having to endure or, or go through during these holidays, there is hope for you because of Jesus. Yeah, we know people have lost loved ones mm-hmm. over the last several years, maybe even many years ago, yeah. and that grief is still very real to you. And Christmas is a time where you have to, I guess maybe endure is one word that we yeah. could use. Mm-hmm. You have to endure the merriment of others and yeah. the season itself yeah. without that person that you used to do this with. Mm-hmm. And maybe this was your special time of the year together, mm-hmm. and now they're no longer with you. And it's just not the same. Yeah, and for all the, all the love that maybe your family and friends shower on you, it's just not the same. Right, right. They can never replace that relationship that, that you had and that was so dear and special. And so this is just a tough, tough time. And Christmas, you make, you make memories at Christmas, yeah. especially when you have a family and, and people come into town or you go to visit them. All those years, particularly like, like loved ones, whether it's a parent or a child or a spouse, and you build a lot of memories around that holiday. I'll, I'll never forget when my wife's uh, grandmother passed away several years ago. Her uh, her grandparents' anniversary was December 24th. Mm. So their anniversary and Christmas coincided every year. And so when she died, her grandfather, you could tell he was a lot lonelier at Christmas time, yeah. those three or four years after, uh, before he died. Because it reminded him that she was gone, you know, and it was hard for him. And I, I kind of felt, I tried to feel that with him. And and so the the the... The feelings some people have during this time of year are very, very real. Not to mention that all of us are feeling an, an extra kind of weight just from the from the events of 2020. I, in, in the outline, I called it the residue of 2020. We're kind of coming to the end of it's this. It's just icky yeah, and it's, it's on, on it's everything. Just, it's just we, f- we felt like we've been living in this paused kind of time warp world, thinking at some point we're going to come out of this. Things are going to go back to normal. And the further we go into this or the further along we go, the less it feels like that's going to happen anytime soon. It just drags on and on. And, and so this has brought a lot of pressure upon our lives. Some people have lost jobs. They have financial concerns around Christmas. Maybe they can't buy as many gifts that they wanted to buy for family and friends and children or, or parents. That, that's hard for them. That's a difficult time. Um, maybe you can't see your family. You know, maybe you're not going to gather because of the threat of COVID. And just like we saw last week with Thanksgiving, some families didn't get together. Some of them are not going to get together for Christmas. So they won't see grandma or grandpa or the children or grandchildren. That That's going to be especially hard when you count on that time 
every year to see the whole family get together around the tree, eating, singing, opening gifts, laughing together. That's just not, it's not going to be the same. And that's going to be very difficult, especially for those that are feeling more lonely and more isolated right, 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 right now. And, and so we have to be able to walk through this as Christians with some kind of hope. Like, this is not all that there is. This is not my everything right now. There has to be more to this than just the, um, the, the seasonal uh, decorations and the songs and the, the festivity around Christmas itself. There has to be something underneath that that's guiding me and as a foundation for me. Yeah, for some people, you know, Christmas pretty much is is pageantry. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a dress up for every aspect of your life. Yeah, you 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 decorate your house, uh, you sort of decorate your your mood mm-hmm. uh, by having things around you, like maybe the the music or maybe you know some people. I was listening today at, at a podcast, and they were talking about smells. Yeah. And, you know, when somebody was like that, that cinnamon smell for mm-hmm. me with Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they don't, they don't put that in their house any, any time other time, year, yeah. but they have like a certain maybe candle or whatever mm-hmm. that they bring out because they just want to. And so it, it is like, it's like a big production, big pageant mm-hmm. that we use these things to sort of enhance our mood. Mm-hmm. But so often that's all it is for yeah. some people. Yeah. It's sort of this um, this superficial escapism that I've got all the trappings of a, a joyous holiday mm-hmm. and and just a, a just a lot of excitement and love and joy in my heart and I'm so happy. But really, it's not. Right. And so if that's gone, mm-hmm. what else is there? Right. And that that's really what we're trying to do over the next few weeks mm-hmm. is just say, let's look. Don't don't put your joy and your happiness surrounding Christmas in the trappings of Christmas. Right, right. Like if all that was taken away, mm-hmm. if you couldn't put up a tree, if you couldn't put the lights in the house, if you couldn't have your cinnamon candle, mm-hmm. if you couldn't listen to any songs, you're not going to eat any of the favorite uh, food and candies. You're, you're not going to see any family. Yeah. And all you had was a remembrance of the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Is that enough to fuel you right and turn your heart towards worship yeah and when, whenever you say that it sounds terrifying in my ears doesn't it though like i honestly take everything away like i i am not like the biggest christmas person but i do enjoy the holiday particularly in that my wife and my children so love it so much i get joy out of their enjoyment like my wife has special pjs that she wears only at christmas time you know, and so it's like they get into it. And I love that they enjoy it so much. And I've thought, like as you were saying, I was thinking, no tree, no presents, no decorations. It's just us. That would be strange. But Jesus is enough. I have to get my my mind right about Christmas, so that if I do have all these other aspects of Christmas applied, I can enjoy them even more. Because look, a, a tree with its lights and the candle burning can be a bit of a comfort to some people. Um, and it, and it, it should be. We should enjoy the holiday for sure. But like you said, if all those things are taken away, can we still have hope when all we have is Jesus and the incarnation of, 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 of God in, in the person and work of Christ? That's what we want to hope in. That, that's the foundation that never moves, never changes. That's what makes all the other things worthwhile. Right. If you can have that hope yeah. and you can really understand that and you can really enjoy that, 
deep in your soul than the trees and the lights and the decorations and the family and the food, you know, that is all the more special because of Christ. And I think that's the order we need to work on getting that in because, you know, one of the big fears that so many people have had with 2020 is that what's what's going to be taken away from us mm-hmm. what else because yeah. of because of covid yeah. because of restrictions and we're just tired of having things taken from us mm-hmm. we we want christmas christmas yeah. is that special time and we just want it to be as normal predictable. and predictable mm-hmm. as it has been and some people have a lot of just anxiety yeah. about just going to the holidays and you know I, i'm i'm not really surprised that people got an early jump even more so on Christmas sure. this year. So eager to get just, to it. Yeah. Let's just get to Christmas and pretend that, you know, we've not had mm-hmm. the past eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. And so I get that. But here's the deal. Without Christ, you can celebrate that holiday, and you can feel like you've escaped for a while. Yeah. But then it's going to be over with. You're going to have to put it all back in a box. Right. And you're going to shut it in the attic or in the crawl space or wherever it is, and you're going to have to face reality again. Mm-hmm. And so as we talk about this hope of Christ, well, that allows us to then face 2021 when the calendar rolls over. And guess what? Nothing has changed. Nothing. COVID COVID doesn't go up. 2020 is over. 2020 is over. Got to go, guys. It's been been fun for me. Exactly. You know, that is is what we really want to just sort of help walk you through as we look to Advent, look to Jesus for some of these answers mm-hmm. on on how do we really make the most of this Christmas season, not just this year because things are kind of wacky and right. weird, but for each following year. Yeah. What does that what does that look like? Can we use twenty twenty as a turning point mm-hmm. in how we view this this time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so one of the things that I, I thought about today was sometimes we can um, be dismissive of others when we haven't gone through what they've gone through. And so we see them sad or down or low during this time of year. And sometimes we're tempted to kind of shrug that off and go, oh, you'll be okay. Just get over sure. it. Christmas is here. Be, Christmas is the salve that yeah, yeah, just be makes happy. you happy. And sometimes that's just not possible. And yeah. sometimes we may have to sit with others in their sadness at Christmas and weep with them, or we can rejoice with them um, because that that's what we do as Christians. We have compassion on our brothers and sisters and even our neighbors and friends who don't know Jesus. We can be with them in those moments with our Christian brothers and sisters. We share a hope in Christ. And maybe you are sensing that and, and believing that a little more than right now than they are. They need you to help them through yeah. it. Your lost friends, the friends who don't know Christ, they need you in their life to give them a sense of hope in the midst of all the despair or the struggle that they may be enduring right now. And so this is not something that we can just shrug off and go, well, it's seasonal. It'll it'll be fine. Right. No, this lingers for a while. Yeah. The good news is after Christmas is over, all the decorations are put up, Jesus is still Lord, right? He's, he, he's not literally in a manger and we put him in a box till next year. He's sitting on his throne right now, ruling and reigning. And so that doesn't change when Christmas is over. That's the good news. That's the hope that we have in Christ. So with 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 that backdrop, let's talk a little bit about Advent itself. All right, because because um, if you are a uh, a, an old school Baptist, this is not something that was probably part of your experience. That's very true. Experience over you know the twentieth century. This is something that's relatively new in Baptist circles, but it's not new in 
Catholic, Lutheran, Presbyterian, yeah. those more liturgical faiths, um, it's not new for them. But it's something that Baptists have been adopting a little more, and I've, I've been glad to, because it does add a deeper element for, for, for me to the Christmas season. And so there's a lot of different understandings of what Advent is. But essentially, if you want a basic definition, Advent symbolizes the, the present situation of the church, of the New Testament church, in what we call the last days. And we are in the last days. We talked about this early on in our podcast. When COVID yeah. hit, people were asking us, are we in the end times? And the answer is always yes. <laughs> we have been in the end times since Jesus ascended to heaven. And, and so we are in the last days, so, so to speak. But as God's chosen people, we are called to wait for the return of Christ in his glory to bring about his, his final eternal kingdom, right? And so we are waiting for our Messiah to come again, to return a second yeah. time. In the same way, um, the, the parallel would be that the Old Testament Jews that we would read, say, in Isaiah or in Jeremiah, were waiting for their Messiah to come to bring them deliverance from their enemies. Well, our Messiah has come. Jesus has come. The, the Messiah has come. And now we're waiting for him to return again. And so we're in that in-between time of waiting. The kingdom is at its beginning in some ways. It's it's only beginning. The eternal kingdom is in its infancy stages. And we are get to be we get to be part of that right now. And so Advent is a season of anticipation of the return of Christ. Um, it's not impatience, it's patience. It's waiting with faith. And there are four kind of themes for each week of Advent, hope, which is this week, um, anticipation or prophecy, which is the second week, uh, peace, which is week three, and then joy, which will come, which kind of is emphasized with the birth of Christ itself. And so those are the four emphases or themes of Advent um, over the course of four weeks from um, from this past Sunday, the 29th of November, to Christmas Eve, essentially, is kind of that, that season. And, and so... We are waiting. We are living in a period of anticipation of the return of Christ, but it's not without hope. It's not waiting for something that we don't know. It's for something that we've been told is going to happen. We're simply waiting for it to become fully realized. Yeah, it's more than just remembrance yes. that Jesus was born. Yes, and I think sometimes we, you know, like I said, particularly um, for us as as Baptists, this has been uh, a, a a holy season on the mm-hmm. calendar, church calendar that we've kind of you know, not participated in for a long, long time. Um, When we come to it, the thought is it's just a remembrance. Right. This is all about the birth of Jesus. And so all of these different aspects are basically looking at it from the Old Testament side Mm -hmm. of the birth. And we're sort of walking with those Jews who were living in anticipation of the first coming of the Messiah. Right. But as you said, it is so much more than that. We rem- we look back and we remember, and then we look ahead with anticipation exactly. because Jesus is going to come again. Mm-hmm. And so that that really is sort of the, the, the punctuation mark on each one of these themes. Mm-hmm. Like looking back is great, but if there's nothing to look forward to, yeah. I mean, if that's all it is, I mean, we can celebrate the birth of any prominent figure mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. The difference with Jesus is he is going to come back. Yeah, he, he's, he's not just some some religious guru because he is the reigning savior right, and king. Right, right. if you he's could, coming back, you could list all the names of the greatest men and women that have ever lived on earth, all the great things that they've done. But my hope is not in them because they're dead. Right. They died, and they're not coming back 
unless they're believers and they're coming back with Jesus. He's the one that's bringing them back, essentially. Whereas Christ himself is risen and alive, and he's the one who's returning to make right all the stuff that's broken in this world. And so our hope is grounded in something significant and real. It's eternal. It's not temporary. If your hope is in that candle that you're burning in your house, well, that candle's going to burn down to, to the, the very bottom of that wick, and then it's going to be gone, right? And you're going to put the tree up, and the decorations are going to get put up, and the gifts are going to get opened, and if you have children or friends or neighbors, they're going to shove something in the back of their closet after you give it to them, and they're never going to see it again, right? And so that's the reality of the temporariness of Christmas in some aspects. The eternal aspect of Christmas is that it's centered around Jesus himself, the living Lord. I love this um, this quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He says, the celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. So Christmas is in some sense embracing the struggles we are in. It's, it's, it's being very honest about the reality we're living in, knowing that Jesus is going to make it all right one day. I think yeah. that's a beautiful picture of what Christmas is really all about. Yeah, it's great to know that this is more than just a celebratory time. Yes. That we look at the world around us, and we see all the things that are wrong, mm -hmm. and we see our own struggles, and we ask the, the logical question, is there anything that can be done about this? Mm -hmm. And the answer of, of Scripture is yes. 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 Something, something is being done. Something has been done and is being done. Yes. And will come to a, a culmination sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. And that is the we're the that is the only story yeah. that addresses this. Mm -hmm. All of the stories fall short. Yeah. There is some gap or there is some premature end to all other religious beliefs, narratives. Yep. Only Christianity has the true end in mind mm -hmm. and talks about so clearly and, and honestly a lot of detail mm -hmm. about what God is doing to bring all of this, all of this mess, all of this sadness, all of the nonsense that we, we deal with and we suffer and beginning there with the coming of Christ and, and having the return and the new creation, the new earth, being there at the end of all of this, marking this forever beginning mm -hmm. that we get to enjoy with none of the stuff that we've been going through now. I mean, only Christianity addresses that. Yeah, exactly. And for us, we should be people who can go through these seasons, maybe with heavy hearts, yes, but with that undercurrent of hope. Yeah, because always Christ, there. Christ has come. He was he, he is the incarnate word. As we, as we read about in John 1, he came to dwell among men. The f he, he was made flesh and has dwelt among us. He is the grace and truth of God in human flesh, who lived perfectly, who died a sacrificial atoning death on the cross, who was raised bodily from the grave. The whole person of Christ is seen at Christmas. We can't just look at sweet baby Jesus and only look at that. We the, 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 That's not the whole story. It's, it's certainly a, a great part of the story. We do celebrate that aspect of the life of Christ. The incarnation is one of the greatest miracles ever. Like the fact that it happened is truly an act of love and grace of God. But we can't isolate the story only there. I heard, I heard someone who's not of the Christian faith say, well, howdy, you, you, you people at Christmas, as soon as he's born, you, you're, you're, you're hanging him on a cross. 
I'm like, well, but he did. Like, it's it's the whole picture. That's, that was the point. That was the point. Like, we cannot see just the baby. We have to see the whole person of Christ and and enjoy the moment of that reality that Christ has come in the flesh, but not divorce it from the reality of his life, yeah. death, and resurrection. We celebrate Christmas, I think, best because we know the whole story. It's right. not just about a baby that was born. It's not about a man that lived, died, and rose again and is coming again. And so that's the hope that we have. It's it's beyond the manger and the stable. It's on his heavenly throne right now. And so to talk about hope specifically, whenever you hear about hope itself, like when you think about hope, particularly in Christ, how was that a powerful um, a thought or a revelation for us as Christians? Well, let's talk about just how it's different. Okay. Because when we talk about the word hope, mm-hmm. that has different meanings yep. in our society. Yep. And so for some people, hope is basically an exercise in wishful thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I hope it will be beautiful weather tomorrow. I hope the Saints win the Super Bowl. I hope the Saints. You know, I say that every year. <laughs> I've only I've only had my wish what? fulfilled one time. Eh, that's good enough for me, man. It's been stolen from because, me several times, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But you know, as a Saints fan, you'll take one. One, right? yes. yes. <laughs> but we're not talking about wishful thinking. Right. I mean, wishful thinking is a nice exercise, mm-hmm. but... Ultimately, you can't do anything about the things you wish for. Mm-hmm. Then there's there's nothing that you or the thing you're wishing about can do right. to bring it to bring it to fruition. Mm-hmm. I can't make the Saints win a Super Bowl, and the Saints can't make themselves win a Super Bowl. <laughs> right? But it's really it's out of their hands right. because there's just so many factors involved. Mm-hmm. And I, we throw the football, you know, out there you know, jokingly, but there are so many things that people in our our lives and our worth today, they hope for. They they hope that this whole COVID stuff is going to be over. Yeah, soon. Yeah, very soon. Yeah, we've been hoping for that since it started. Mm-hmm. When people hope that they're going to get that that raise at work, yeah. they're gonna. They hope that they just get a job. Yeah. after they've been unemployed uh, for uh, a season, uh, they hope about relationships that that guy, that girl. That, that they crush on is, is going to finally, they yeah. finally yeah. you know, uh, notice them. We hope for all these different things. And so we're not talking about wish fulfillment when we talk about Christian hope. Yep. So I think before we talk about why hope is so powerful, the place we start is by defining what Christian hope really is and how it's different. Absolutely. And the, the, the most powerful act, aspect of the nature of Christian hope is that it's not a wish. It's something that is certain. It's not hoping for something to happen, but it might not. This is our hope is grounded in something that is happening and will happen. It's a guarantee, right? Um, there are some um, several scriptures in in the Bible that 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 give us sort of grounds for this hope that we have in Jesus. One of them is found in Romans 5, which gives us really some some great wisdom into how we can endure because of the hope that we have in Christ. So Paul says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so we're able to rejoice in the hard times and in our suffering, particularly for those people who are down, feel a little gloomy maybe this time of year. In your suffering, 
you are learning to endure as you trust in Jesus every day. And that endurance produces a kind of character in you that gives you hope because you can see the Lord sustaining you day by day, week by week, month by month, even moment by moment through those dark valleys you're having to walk through. There's an endurance character and hope that's being produced in your trusting of the Lord. And that does not lead us to shame. It leads us to glory. It leads us to this kind of relationship with God that that helps us to endure after Christmas is yeah. over. We walk with Jesus every day of 2021, and there's a, a kind of confidence in it that does not leave us empty-handed. Your worldly hope may actually cause you shame. Exactly, yeah. Because you may hope, hope, hope all you want to, and then what you hope for never materializes. Yeah, exactly. And boy, do you feel like a fool. And that's a tough feeling. And that leads us further into issues of depression and anxiety. And just this sense that, oh, what's the point? Yeah. You know, that, that hopeless feeling that some live this life uh, with, that there really isn't anything that they can count on. Yeah. And for, for us as believers, that's, that's why Paul can say it. It's like, it's guaranteed. Yeah, he knows. It, it doesn't disappoint us. It doesn't put us to shame because it is locked in. Yes. It's as good as it's, 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 it's going to happen. Yep. You, it's a guarantee. Yeah, exactly. Bank on it. And I think that's what is the thing that makes this kind of hope so powerful. I mean, we, we read about hope. You know, particularly me, I, I love to read you know, literature and things like that. And, and hope is one of those literary tropes that you mm-hmm. see in stories where the, the downtrodden, oppressed masses are given this glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. And hope's this dangerous thing for them to have because you've taken, the bad guy's taken everything away. Mm-hmm. But yet somebody comes and stirs these, these sparks of hope. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing the bad guy ultimately cannot overcome. He, he can't overcome Frodo in the ring, right? right. Like Frodo gets the ring <laughs> yeah. and throws it into the, into the, the hot lava. The, the least likely of, of heroes, yeah. but the hope in this little hobbit guy saving Middle Earth. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, wonderful, it's a wonderful theme in stories mm-hmm. because I think we miss true hope so much in real life. Exactly. So we put it in our fantasy and our fiction so that we can try to experience it at least in, a, in an imaginative way mm-hmm. so that we can see what true hope actually looks like. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to go to fictional literature, we can go to the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And we can look at the, the life, death, and resurrection and eventual return of Christ yeah. to find it. Yeah, and, and something you brought up earlier in the podcast is all these other faiths in the world, these other religions, don't talk about hope in the same way that Christians do. Their hope is essentially built on their behavior and their accomplishments or their achievements. And it's a contingent hope. It's very contingent on how well they do, Right. As Christians, knowing that we're sinners, we know that we cannot do enough or be good enough, right, to to warrant God's salvation, God's grace, to to get some kind of mercy that we've earned. It's given as a gift. God did not send Jesus in the flesh to live, die, and be resurrected because we were good. He did so because we couldn't be good enough. He did so out of his mercy. And the Son came willingly for the sake of God's name in his own people. And so that hope is not built on us. It's not it's not up to you to maintain it, right? It's here. Just grab onto it and hold yeah. on to it. And so there's a couple of verses we I want to close with today. 
just to encourage you, you know, if you're going through hard times or if you know someone who's going through hard times, particularly this holiday season, maybe you know someone whose spouse died last year. This is their first Christmas without them. This is going to be a hard time for them, right? Or maybe it's someone's birthday in December, and maybe this is the first month without them or the first year without them. Maybe someone's going through job loss or depression or divorce or something serious, and it just brought a heaviness to their holiday. You can be an encouragement to them. You can you can help them. Or maybe you need these words for yourself. So a couple of verses. Dave, you have one? You have one of these? Yep. Why don't you go ahead and read, read Hebrews 11? Okay, so Hebrews 11 one says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Mm, that's good. So the conviction of things not seen are the things that God said are going to happen, but have not come to bear just yet. We're still waiting. That's what Advent is. It's a waiting for the unseen things to one day finally be seen when our faith becomes sight. Faith is the assurance of these things that we're hoping for, yeah. which is beautiful. And then Hebrews 10, 10, 23 is a great encouragement to us all. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The conditions of that verse is not in us the holding fast, but in the faithfulness of God. Because God is faithful, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope, which is ultimately in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And so... Any discouragement you may feel today is answered by the person of Jesus. He loves you so dearly that even if all the uh, accoutrements of Christmas are taken away, the decorations, the presents, the smells, the food, the, even the family, Jesus is enough for you to, in, to endure through this time, through this season, through this darkness you may be walking through. And it's, it's a message of hope that you can share with others in your life that may need it. So keep your head up. Believers, share the good news with your neighbors and friends. Jesus is the hope for us all. All right, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We've yes. got three more in this series of Advent. Mm-hmm. So, too, uh, please make sure that you, uh, wherever you are listening to us on your, your podcast app, make sure you subscribe. Please. I think a lot of our listeners don't subscribe, and so they just sort of kind of take us for granted take is what us, they're doing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you should subscribe because every time we post a new episode, it'll automatically come into that app. Right. And you'll be notified of that because we don't want you to miss out on the content that we're, we're giving because this series, I think, is going to be an encouragement to to a lot of you. I know it's going to be encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. Just, just speaking of myself, just getting a chance to kind of like walk through yeah, sure. in our conversation, Warren, yeah, yeah. uh, just, just to be able to spend the time just focused on Christ yeah, yeah. And, and his mm-hmm. His first coming and looking ahead to his second coming. It's going to be a great time. So do share uh, this with others. Let folks know about it. And if you don't have your decorations up, remember, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Pastors Orrin and Dave have given you the green light. You have the green light. Go for it. So go nuts. Get it up. Get your cinnamon candle out. And have a great week. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Have a good one, guys.